Hello and welcome back to another very special episode of Business of Film. This is episode number 66. My name is Jesse Eichmann and welcome to a crafttruck.com podcast. This week we are live in South Africa, uh, which is pretty cool. I am currently working on a project that is an international co-production between Canada and South Africa. Now, the company in South Africa is Enigma Pictures. The man behind Enigma is Greg Buckle. Uh, Greg is, uh, he is a scholar, he is a gentleman, uh, and he's one of the top line producers and producers in South Africa. It is a pleasure to have him on the show. Uh, Greg, for those of you that uh, aren't familiar with some of the stuff that he's been involved with, he's worked on Chronicle as the line producer. Uh, he was a production manager on Mad Max. Uh, he is a, the our international co-producer on the film that uh, we're working on uh, that we will get into on this episode. He's also worked on Starship Starship. Troopers 3, uh, he's worked on Lord of War, uh, so he's worked on projects that are both large, Hollywood scale, and indie film level projects as well. So there's uh, a great range and scope of projects that we're able to talk about on this podcast, but of interest to you, we're able to get into the ins and outs of actually working in a foreign country, uh, which is something that we haven't been able to get into a great deal yet or haven't gone into a great deal yet on this episode. So I'm, I'm excited to bring South Africa to you uh, on this episode. And uh, I know I'm, I'm spending a little bit longer here on the intro than I normally do. Uh, I got back yesterday, flew in last night, and uh, it was just honestly one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever had. And it is a tremendous country, and I'm just so happy that we are able to bring some of that to life in this podcast. I hope, for those of you that are listening, uh, that if you're considering shooting in another country, that you guys consider South Africa as a destination. And it is a beautiful country with wonderful people and crew. And so we'll get into it here now. One quick note just before we get started here, you will hear some audio in the background, uh, things like tractors and and birds chirping and uh, things of that ilk. So I apologize if some of the audio is a bit distracting. It was recorded on an H2N recorder, and uh, we did capture a lot of the extraneous background sound uh, live from this location, which uh, I, I think will just become white noise as we get into it. But there you have it. All right, here we go with episode number 66, Greg Buckle on this week's Business of Film. Recording. Here we go. <laughs> I think, well, you know, if I uh, if I get home and, and and there's no audio here, I'll be kind of pissed off. <laughs> but, although the view doesn't suck. No. Um, so this is this. I I flew down obviously to South Africa for a week, and I have to say you've got the most beautiful country. Thank you. This, this is, is great. It, and you've been living here your whole life, right? Yes. Yeah. I spent a year and a bit in Israel. But uh, otherwise, I've lived in South Africa. So, uh, for those who are listening, uh, Greg and I are working on a movie together. It's called Against the Wild 2, Survive the Serengeti. Um, and, I, 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 Greg, before we just kind of talk about this film and other stuff, just could you tell the people who are listening a little bit about kind of who you are and, and what you do? I'm Greg Buckle, the owner of Enigma Pictures, and we uh, South African service and co-producing company established in South Africa and operating for the last 11 years um, doing 
numerous projects in South, South Africa and Southern Africa and the Indian Ocean Islands uh, where we supply South African crew which are world class to various international productions. Um, recently I focused more on, on co-productions with the various countries or producers from the various countries that um, have existing and ratified co-production treaties with South Africa where we take advantage of the uh, tax-free DTI rebate and the cost-effective labor and cost of filming in the country. So, I mean, you, you've worked on everything from independent films or lower-budget independent films to the largest of large studio films, including uh, recently Mad Max. So you, you really have done the widest possible variety of projects. Now, I have, yes. <laughs> I've gone from no budget to mega budget. No budget. So just before, because I, I, I know people are going to be interested in, uh, in, in Mad Max, and I, and I, and I want to get to that, certainly. But just how difficult or complicated is, is it, uh, from your perspective, for other countries to come to South Africa? So there are many producers around the world who would look at location shooting and not necessarily understand the ins and outs of what it means to go to a country, work with a foreign co-producer, uh, understand sort of how to make that work. So from the perspective of South Africa, can you just talk a little bit about sort of how you approach co-productions? Well, we've got um, non-ratified co-productions in existence at the moment. I think coming into South Africa and, and filming here, it's a relatively easy country to work in um, and, and to set up a co-production, the government various government departments from the NFEF to the DTR are very cooperative and proactive in, in encouraging foreign producers to come to South Africa. The crew are world class. The majority speak English, which is a pro in some countries and, and not in, for others. Um, but the majority of the crew understand and speak English. Even though that you speak, like on this set here alone, we've got nine different languages spoken. Well, we've got 11 official languages in the country. Right. <laughs> so nine we're missing two. <laughs> we're underrepresented. But um, the majority of the, the South African population speak English. Right. Or understand it sufficiently. And in this industry specific, it's very focused on English because of the interaction with international crew. Um, the... Um, the quality of crew is, is amazing the, the equipment is the same as you'll get anywhere else in the world um, most of the big rental houses like Panavision Panalux um, Ari, Movie Vision uh, they all have representatives in South Africa we don't have a film lab anymore um, that's closed down like most countries around the world because there's been a very big swing to digital but um, locations are readily available. People are very keen to get involved and help and support films. Um, so there's, there's, so what is it? It's, it's a 25% rebate when someone comes here to do. Uh, if it's under, I know there's two different sides to this. So there's, if yeah. it's under an official co-production, or if you were a U.S. company here working not under an official co-production because the U.S. doesn't have an official co-production with South Africa. So right. there's two different rebates levels to depending on whether you're an official co-production status or whether you're a U.S. company coming here. That's correct, okay. yes. And there's two different criteria as well. Okay, so yeah, what are, what are um, those? Under a co-production, you have to spend 2.5 million rand. It's about $250,000. Um, you have to shoot more than 50% of the principal photography here or a minimum of four weeks. Um, for that you get 35% rebate on the first 6 million rand 
and then anything over and above 6 million rand you get 25% of your qualifying South African spend most of the expenses do qualify uh, it's just parties uh, you know entertainment sorry and uh, medication and the cost of registering the SPV which you have to establish to qualify for the rebate right. they don't qualify everything else pretty much qualifies um, your labour is based on a barcoded ID, your identity document. Including, by the way, f- uh, uh, flights, which is an interesting thing. So if you're bringing a crew, so you're bringing your, your director, your DOP, maybe a first AD, uh, editor possibly, and yes. there could be you know substantial amount of flights coming into the country, all those flights also qualify too. That's right. correct. As long as they come into or out of the country, right. you, can't, you don't qualify if you're going from America to Europe. Right. If you go America, Europe, here, then it qualifies. Right. So that... that, But that's um, a big part of the spend, or can be, especially on larger budget shows. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. And in the hotels and the podiums that are paid out in South African rands to the foreign crew... Also qualify. Also qualify for the rebate. Which is different than a lot of other jurisdictions in other countries that don't allow that to qualify. So that's actually a fairly big upside, I, I would think, to... Uh, an incentive, at least, that you can get back that part of the, 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 the qualifying spend. True. Yes. yes. So, um, so that's the co-production. Yeah, that's, that's, okay, so that's the co-production side. What about the um, U.S. side? On the U.S. side, you've got to spend 12 million rand okay. as qualifying spend. Which is 1.2 million dollars, U.S. Roughly. dollars. Yeah. Again, four weeks or 50% of principal photography has to take place in the country. And for that, you get 20% rebate on all your qualifying South African spend. The qualifications are the same as I've just mentioned in, under the co-production treaties. And then you have post-production incentives over and above that. Like if you spend 1.5 million rand on another 150,000 over and above the 12 million rand, then you get uh, your, your rebate goes up to 22.5% on everything, including your production expenses, not just on the increase. Right. And then if you spend four and a half or yeah four and a half million rand in post production, the entire rebate goes up to twenty five percent. So there's three tiers on on the location rebate, which is triggered and increased by post production spend. So let's let's just kind of break this down a little bit because somebody might hear those percentages and go, okay, well that percentage is that percentage isn't as good as going to say another country. But then you also have to take into account that the just generally speaking, the cost of being here is less yes. expensive than shooting in a jurisdiction where there's unions, and so you get w- way more bang for the buck uh, for for being here. So can you just kind of compare the relative cost of filming and what people can expect if they come to the country? Well, you know, even our top-rate um, labor, is, it fluctuates depending on the country you're comparing it to, but it's between 20 and 40% cheaper, the labor. We don't have the same uh, fringes as other countries. So you definitely get more bang for your buck filming in South Africa, without a doubt. And it's a very diverse location. You know, you've got subtropical forests, you've got desert, you've got oceans, beaches, high-class houses, um, cities. You can do a lot here, but it, your labor is, is 20 to 40% cheaper right. shooting in South Africa on over and above that, you have less fringes and social securities that you have to pay across. And there's, I mean, there's such a wide variety of stuff that can be shot here. I mean, you, you've got Homeland that was recently shot here, yeah. so that gives you more of that city feel, although it's not obviously going to be North American 
cityscape. Obviously, well, Cape Town isn't <laughs> right. Well, but but Cape Town obviously can provide that kind of a landscape. Uh, Johannesburg as well. Although I don't know how much filming is actually done inside Johannesburg proper, but well, uh, we we've, we've done quite a bit of filming inside Johannesburg. You know, jo- jo- Johannesburg itself looks more New Yorky, um, whereas. Cape Town is kind of more Los Angeles and a European feel to it. Right. But Joburg has more of a New York feel. District 9 gives you a really good idea of what is available in Johannesburg. Okay. Because that was formed, the the city sequences were all formed inside um, Johannesburg itself, and then the the prawn living area was just outside next to, between Johannesburg and Soweto, so... And right now, uh, we're, where we're filming here, Against the Wild, this is actually a farm that is uh, about an hour north of Johannesburg. And it's just, uh, honestly, it is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. I mean, it's just quintessentially what you would picture as being South Africa. Wide African plains. We've got zebras and giraffes <laughs> literally walking onto our set. It's actually, it's kind of mind-blowing how yeah. beautiful and how incredible it is. Well, that's our country. It's yeah fantastic place yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh, so I guess whether which whether it's big budget or low budget there's really such that that there's such that vast amount of of differences that you can bring to to the project so I actually want to talk about low budget sort of filming in South Africa and maybe some of the larger stuff the kind of that I mean, just I more to curious sake, because I know our listeners will be interesting some of that larger budget stuff. So maybe you can just kind of just talk a little bit about your experiences before we talk about the lower budget stuff. Let's just get to the highlight reel. What was it like doing uh, Mad Max? Because that's just insane. Well, Mad Max was, was ginormous. And yeah. I only came in at the, the end, tail end of the, the film. I just did the last three months up in Namibia. But it was um, the last three months of nine months, was it? Something like that, yes. Okay, so you did a third of the film. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, of production, but, you know, yeah. they, they were up there for a lot longer doing prep and building those vehicles and finalizing that, getting right. those all brought into the country and finding the locations and going through the <coughs> logistics of permissions to go f- driving these trucks across the desert. So there was a lot of preparation a- ahead of the actual filming. And, <coughs> and wardrobe had to be made, and all the props, the weapons, the motorbikes, all of that was manufactured. So it was, it, it was huge. It was really How many people were working on that one? Oh, it was well over 500. 500 people, yeah. eh? That's Easy. crazy. And did you, did, you have to, did you have to pull crew from like all over the country to at least to, to, to deal with that? Yes, we did. But there was also a very large um, Australian contingent. in. We have a little uh, gecko Vail. just kind of crawling in front of us as we're... Is that, is that a gecko? No, it's a little lizard. It's a little mini lizard? <coughs> yeah. Okay. It's so cute. Looking for some peaceful sun. Yeah. <laughs> We're heading into winter, so... Yeah, but winter here is 24 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we feel it's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so you had 500 people, and you had to pull them from where? From just all... Well, they're just all over. From yeah. Namibia, from South Africa, from... Um, Australia, England, they were, it really was an international production. It was huge. And just, I mean, which, just at the largest scale, was the DTI, which is your incentive, and they were backing the whole... They were. The whole project. To, yes. Yeah. And then we came back and um, shot in Cape Town. Yeah. At the Cape Town Film Studios. Uh, did the green st- screen stuff there so that we qualified for the rebate because we had to 
shoot a certain portion in South Africa. Um, and that was kind of when my, my when we came back from Namibia, I was finished. Yeah. I, I, what was it like being out there just in the desert for three months? What, what kind of... Inf- uh, did you have to pull the whole crew, like like the entire infrastructure, just things? Well, the crew was spread out from Volfosay to. Sorry, not 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 the crew. I'm talking like all the gear, all the things. Was it was there an actual? A lot of it was brought in from Australia. Yeah. Um, and it was supported through South African rental houses. Yeah. Um, it was again an international yeah. production. It's coming in from the UK, from Australia, from America. Um, it was all over where we could get gear that was required. Yeah, uh, I, uh, just quite a process. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just amazing. But like the, the, I mean, I haven't seen the film yet. I, I, I'm just, I'm. I don't think anyone has. <laughs> I, didn't, didn't it just come out? Like I think maybe as we're recording this, I think it may just come it out. Might be, or else it's going to be coming out to like can. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The premiere. It's premiering can. I can. Yeah. 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 So that, that's soon. <laughs> <laughs> so the so like on I, I guess the let's just say that that the sub five million dollar stuff, which I mm. think is maybe more realistic for the people who are who are most likely our audience for uh, well, that, this that's project. That's the primary budget range for for South Africa. That's where you really see the difference because we can take like three four million dollar movies, right, and we'll make them look closer to ten and twelve million dollar movies because of the the cost effectiveness and the options that are available here um, and the rebate that's of it, it just boosts your production value so high so that five million dollar range is is ideal for for getting your maximum out of this shooting in south africa right it's, it's a great budget range because it's a it's a you can pretty much do amount. anything <laughs> you, you can and, yeah. and it really does improve your production values to a, a greater extent if you're in that budget range you know 12 15 million dollar movies look have a certain look no matter right. where you shoot them in the world whereas the five million dollars if you can make them look like 10 you're getting value for money and that's where we're good yeah like at a five million dollar budget in say canada which is where obviously i'm familiar with mm-hmm. with, with shooting a lot of that $5 million budget will just get sucked up into regular union wages. So a $5 million budget would uh, more than likely look the same as, you know, a $1.5 million budget because you'd probably be doing the same thing. You're right. But here, with if, if you were doing, you know, anywhere between that kind of, I don't know, 3 4 $5 million, you can just pull out all the stops. Correct. And yeah. you get more shooting time. You get, you get more technical toys to do it you get way better production value now we're shooting a six day week on this show is that typical for South Africa show or is that just is that just the way we're doing it no it's it's the standard in South Africa is to work six day weeks yeah Um, once you go over eight weeks then you need to you need to adjust it the exhaustion factor just kills you right but but, But but a crew will roll up until six weeks uh, sorry up until eight weeks you can do Six day weeks, right? At twelve hour days, roughly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But that's including your lunch break. And twelve hours includes twelve hours. Yeah. Twelve so hours starts it's like eleven hours oh. and an hour lunch break. Right. Okay. It's not a thirteen hour. Not day. a thirteen hour. As no. for yeah, to us, to us <laughs> North American are, are twelve plus ones. Yes. Yeah. No, okay. it's a full twelve. Um, and and for the kind of production value that that like the kind of gear and just things that, and toys that you can bring out, it, it's pretty much there's no like at that level. It's you can pretty much do 
I mean, unless you're doing huge, big scale CGI or, um, uh, I guess, really, really large production with mm. many, many reactors, many, 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 many locations, you can pretty much do like almost anything here with respect to the size of the gear and, the, and your stunts and just the toys that a DOP can bring out. Yeah. You've got the, the, the full complement yes, of pretty much all the toys that you'd want here. Absolutely. It's yeah. fully supported here. Yeah. Um, as I said, there's technocrans, there's all sorts of toys yeah. that are available to the, to you as long as you're willing to pay for them. Yeah. yeah. And you also worked on uh, on Chronicles, is that, is that That's correct? That's correct, yes. So what, 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 what was that experience like? That was great. That yeah. was uh, quite challenging. Now, Chronicle was would, new. Yeah, was that, would that, would you consider that a, a low-budget project in your mind? No, no, no. no. That, that was a decent-sized budget, I think, $12 million. Okay. That's a, to me, that's a decent-sized budget Yeah. Um, for what they were trying to achieve. Right. A lot of it was on visual effects. I know that's the new expense in, in modern filmmaking is visual effects and CGI. But we had people flying around, playing football up in the sky. We had... 747s flying through you know the whole movie is about uh, flying, people right. flying, cameras flying and it, it was just fantastic we had wire rigs everywhere it was fantastic, it was great and it was lots of fun, yeah. I enjoyed it, that, uh, it uh, that's an awesome awesome film and yeah. uh, when I actually heard that you were on it I was like oh shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same, the same reaction when I heard you on Mad Max, I was like oh shit, really? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. So, like, what's uh, in the world of um, just kind of getting back to the whole uh, idea of, of, of co-producing with the country? Because really, what it comes down to is when someone's making a decision about whether or not they should go to somewhere in the world, they're going to be South Africa is probably on that short list with um, several other countries mm -hmm. that uh, you're competitive with. It's okay. We're literally in the middle of shooting. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Um, um, what what is the sales? The, I don't want to say the sales pitch, but for lack of a better word, what is it that South Africa offers as compared to say your competitive countries? So when a producer from North America or Europe is looking about whether or not they should come to South Africa, they're probably thinking about um, well, what are your what in your mind are, are your competitive countries? Oh, that's a tricky one. It's, it's probably. Um Hungary, yeah. Prague, yeah. Uh, those Eastern Bloc countries, because their labour is way cheaper, even yeah. though they don't have incentives. Right. Um, the rates that I hear that they get, the technicians get paid over there, oh, we can't match that. Even yeah. when we factor in our rebate. So, if that's what you, if that's what the the kind of setting is, then that's the place. But we speak English, right? Uh, and and a lot of producers that have gone over to, to the Eastern Middle East countries or Eastern European countries come back incredibly frustrated. Their work ethic is totally different to ours. We've got very professional crews. They pitch up most of the time. <laughs> um, no, they're, they're really good crew. They'll no, the, the crew we have professional. Is, is great. They're on time. Yeah. They're here to work. Um, our exchange rate, our climate's better. You know, We've got winter rainfall down in, in the Western Cape area. We've got summer rainfalls in Johannesburg. So no matter what time of the year, there's a filming location available to an, a visiting producer in South, in South Africa or Southern Africa. 
And as I said earlier, it ranges from deserts all the way through to subtropical environments. And yeah. you can go to Mozambique right next door. Um, you, you've got a wide variety of locations. We don't have those beautiful old um, buildings that Eastern Europe has, but we've got other locations. Right. Surfing beaches, uh, there's just so much more. And our exchange rate is working in our favor at the moment. Exchange rate to a U.S. dollar right now is 12 to 1, which is fantastic. It's floating around there, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to the complexity of doing these... I mean, well, first of all, if, if you're a U.S. production coming here, is there any paperwork that, that a U.S. producer needs to really think about in terms of, okay, I need to worry about this kind of stuff? Or is, or is all the paperwork basically sitting on... You know your desk. That you you would take care of that for the U.S. producer coming here the, for the non-co-production stuff. Well, the non-co-production stuff. The, the the hardest part for for the American producer coming here would be securing the visas, right? And that's kind of run of the mill. Um, it, it's a two-week process going into the L.A. embassy and sorting it out. The rest of the paperwork is all done here. We have to establish the SPV which is a special purpose vehicle to, to run the production through. We have to open a separate bank account, apply to the DTI to secure the, the rebate in advance. Prior to principal photography, you can't do it afterwards. Right, that's actually an important point. So part of the process for those who are listening is that you you can't, unlike, say, Canada, because obviously a lot of you listen to this show and us talk about the Canadian incentive, mm-hmm. but unlike Canada where you're, quote-unquote, guarantee the rebate, assuming you follow the rules. Yeah. Here, you have to apply to the DTI in advance of production, get the confirmation from the DTI yeah. that they will allocate the funds to you, and then you go ahead with production. That's right, yeah. You've got you to gotta have secured your permission prior to principle. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and once you've got that piece of paper and, and they've secured it, you, you obviously have to play by their rules, and if you do it, you're fine. And but once they've given you that provisional certification, that money is set aside for you, and it's taken care of, and it's secure, and you get it when you apply for payment at the right. end, once you've done your audits and all the rest of it. But you you do need to secure it before you start principal photography. Yeah. So, and and then from a co-production perspective, because that's for, from a co-production <coughs> perspective for one of the countries that has a, a treaty with. South Africa, yeah. then you have to jump through a, a few more hoops because now it's become it's falling under the official co-production. That's right. And you have to go through the body, which is the National Film and Video Foundation. And they take about five, six weeks to give you a, official co-production status. And, and you need to do that before you can apply to the DTI because of the different rebates. So to, to go through the co-production, you have to get that provisional certification from the NFEF. Yeah. And then only can you apply and secure your rebate from the DTI. So it's a two-step process. Right. Then at the end, it's again, it's a two-step process because first you have to get official recognition before the DTI will pay you out. Right. <clears throat> that may sound like a lot, but most countries who have official co-production treaties have a very similar sure. uh, situation. So that... Is while it's specific to South Africa, it's really indicative of pretty much any co-production anywhere in the world. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. It's just for some reason we we appear to be slower at getting the co-production status than a lot of other countries. But you know, I don't think so. I think the, the six weeks is 
I mean, on this one, yeah, they seem to have a problem with that. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we got ours on this project in Canada. It's a six-week process where you apply to Telephone Canada, and we got ours for this project here six weeks. I think we did the same uh, for uh, for your side as well. well yeah, because mistaken. we were the, uh, it's like the leading co-producing country, their controlling body. If right. they do it, then the NFE will follow normally. Right, right. Um, because we're normally the minority uh, co-producer. So as long as the overseas con- countries are proving it, then the NFEF will generally, 90% of the time... Just follow well, the leading well, co- yes. co-producer. Okay. As long as we're working yeah. within the co-production yeah. treaty, you know, yeah. and you obey their rules, and then you're good. Well, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, all good fun. It is all good fun. It is all good fun. Uh, I, I, I mean, we just... I, again, I, I know I said this before, but the, the level, I, you mentioned this, the level of crews are good, and they definitely are. We have one of the best uh, camera operators here, I think, working on this show mm-hmm. in the country. Uh, he's worked in some of the biggest studio films, uh, and that goes for many of the people working on this project. And I just know that anybody who comes here is going to be just floored with not only the value, but the beauty and, and what they can achieve. So... Uh, thank you for for taking the time and talking a little bit about working in South Africa. Pleasure. Thanks for having me here.